The Dad University podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we're certainly going to have fun trying. I'm not that good at whistling. I know, you're a lot better at everything. <laughs> everything I have, although I can beatbox. Oh, yeah, you, can, you could definitely beatbox. Definitely good. I won't. It's funny, I was talking to my kids the other day, and I, 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 was, I did some beatboxing, and they're like, why didn't you, why didn't you could do that? Like as a, or something. I'm like, if I could make a living as <laughs> a professional beatboxer. Yeah. A, yeah. I, like, I, I don't know if that's possible. Right. I mean, unless people were bringing me onto their albums, but yeah, like yeah. nowadays, I don't even know that they, would <laughs> yeah, that's back. not even a thing. I mean, just but, you're doing it. but I can, you know, but it just takes practice. Yeah. There's some of those guys on the Ted talk and stuff yeah. that makes you know yeah. much music, but that would be pretty cool. <laughs> that I would be like, cool. I'll have to look at that as maybe a side hustle. <laughs> Pivot my career. Yeah. Maybe the dad <laughs> university beatbox. Maybe I should do that as the intro. Beatbox and dad. Beat, well, beatbox the intro is like, maybe we should yeah. create a new intro with maybe, that. Yeah, I could do that. We'll have to at sample At least one that. episode. All yeah. right. Well, coming up next. No. <laughs> yeah. So this episode is how to avoid feeling overwhelmed as a new dad. Mm-hmm. Feeling overwhelmed is a very common feeling (laughs) as a new dad. It's kind of in that same bucket, if you will, or that same vein as stress and anxiety. It's one of those things that just always seems to be there when you're a new dad, but it's like you don't want it there. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's just... You experience all kinds of things when you have a child and this is your first thing, you know, you're you're a new dad, you're totally clueless. And that alone is overwhelming. At least it was for me, like not knowing what to do is an overwhelming experience. And then you add on stress of finances, dealing with your relationship, you know, uh, work, family, friends, everything else. And you've got a huge mess ball of overwhelm and So in this episode, I thought what we would do is, you know, just some ways to avoid it, some things that you can do to get back on track, get back feeling good, because that feeling of overwhelm is a very common thing. And so what do you think? Yeah. You think it's good? I think uh, being overwhelmed applies to a lot of things and being a dad on top of that just adds to it. Yeah. No, for sure. If you are a new dad and you are feeling overwhelmed or you recall when you were a new dad, what was the thing for you that really caused you to feel overwhelmed? Alan, if they have some feedback or some comments, what should they do? (laughs) I would like to know if you're not overwhelmed as a new dad. (laughs) No, I'm totally fine. Everything's perfect. perfect. I'm uh, I'm making tons of money. My wife and I are (laughs) getting along perfectly. Tell me that part and then what your secrets are. And And then then we call BS. Yeah, exactly. Then we we write it off as myth. Right, <laughs> right. Then that's Spielberg. Something that's else. a myth. We just did that episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, though they can actually podcast. I'm sorry. They could actually email us at podcast at daduniversity dot com and hit us up on social media networks on Dad Univ and even the the podcatcher that you're listening to us on right now. You can leave a comment there and, and just reference this episode two sixty one. Cool. So here's the truth. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, talk about the truth as I like to do. Um, we can't handle it all. I'm making the statement. So we think that we're supposed to be able to, many of us think that we actually can, but we can't. Right. And being a new dad is not easy. Um, don't get me wrong. It's, it's awesome, but I would not describe it as easy. Nothing really important is easy. 
And I'll say that it was say that one again. I love that quote. <laughs> Nothing really important is easy. And so I want to give you some tips. This is the way to feel or to avoid feeling overwhelmed as a new dad. So the first thing is to write them down, write down the overwhelming things, write down the things that are making you feel that anxiety and that stress as a new parent and put them in order from the biggest overwhelm down to the ones that are a little bit smaller and give them percentages. So let's say you have a hundred percent overwhelm, you know, and there's 10 things that are overwhelming you assign a percentage to them Mm. And for those of you who are not understanding this, it should add up to a hundred, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> the percentage. Um, you know, is one specific thing seventy five percent of your overwhelm? You know, like let's say it's a financial situation and you're stressed that you're not going to have enough money for this child or whatever. Um, if that's seventy five percent of it, write that down. So, can you change it? You know, is there something that you could do to affect it and reduce it? So what happens is, is when you write this all down, it allows you to put things in perspective. It allows you to look at the entire picture and say, okay, these are like the 10 things that are really overwhelming me. But I kind of see like if I got rid of these two, my overwhelm would be like down 80%. Right. Or would you just then worry like one those one one of those ones that were smaller would just become larger? That's your MO. Sure. If that's the case, then you've got a different problem. Right, right. But if really you could eliminate those or get rid of that those larger ones, that's something that you gotta look at. So writing them down is sort of this first thing. The second thing, get it out. And so that means talking about it. You know, don't keep these overwhelming feelings inside. It's, it's not good for you. It's not healthy. So, you know, maybe you have a family member you can talk to. Maybe it's, maybe it is your spouse or, you know, your partner. It depends. Maybe it's a friend, a family member, whatever support group therapist, but just find somebody that you can talk to and get this out. Um, so here's the thing I want to be clear though. Getting it out doesn't mean complaining. Mm-hmm. So we want to be clear about this. Getting it out means talking about your feelings or how whatever you're facing is overwhelming and maybe why, um, but it is not complaining. And so talking about this will make you feel better. Here, here's from a first hand account. Um, I used to battle this with my parents. Um, specifically my mom, you know, she was a communications expert and, um, you know, expert on relationships and communicating. And she always would want us to talk about how we were feeling. And I hated it. (laughs) Right. Didn't like it. Yeah. Especially as a young kid, I was like, go talk to me, you know, my sisters, like Mm. they're the ones that want to talk about their feelings. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. And, but she would always kind of, kind of make us do it. And literally like she'd sit on the end of the bed and go, well, that's fine, but I'm not leaving until you talk to me about it. (laughs) And because for her, she knew that it would actually make us feel better. Mm -hmm. And over time I began to realize I, I, I probably wouldn't give her credit. I didn't give her credit in the beginning, but especially as I became like a, you know, a, a teen and then as a young adult, I learned more about talking about things Mm -hmm. and I realized 
how much better I felt, you know, especially like my quarter life crisis and going through my twenties and stuff that I remember specifically, both of my parents were on the phone and just saying, listen, just we're like, you're going to be okay. Talk about it. What's going on, you know? And, and up to then, like I'd only just give them bits and pieces, you know, but I remember talking about the stress of money and all oh, this, the girlfriend, what all this stuff. And, and I felt so much better actually talking about it. Yeah. And it's just really true. It's like, you know, sometimes it, it's not that you get a solution even. Yeah. It's just this idea of getting it out. So that I just, you know, I, I can tell you firsthand that it is something that feels better. Yeah, especially because it's one of those things that you need an output valve to just kind of release pressure. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, the pressure just builds up and then it's just yep. kind of goes. That's in. a good way of thinking about you it. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. <laughs> oh, Pop a balloon. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I touched on this in my, in my last point, but I want to make it actually a specific point is number three, stop complaining. So complaining doesn't solve anything. It, it, it actually doesn't make you feel better. Some people think many people who are complainers think, and I, I'm a recovering complainer, uh, former complainer. Complaining is a waste of energy. Um, and I credit, I credit my wife for helping me with this and helping understand it. It's like, Instead, think about what you can do. Can you solve the problem? You know, is this something that you can solve? Because the other thing, too, is if you are com- like, let's say you really have to complain because some people it's like, I mean, sure. they can't even sit on their hands. They like, you know, they're just dying to get out these complaints. Yeah. Then complain to somebody who can actually make a change right. or the person that it's about or the situation that it's, you're in or whatever. But like, let's give the example. If we work together. And I've got an issue with our boss. Mm-hmm. How does me complaining to you help anything? Right. You can't change it. Mm-hmm. We're coworkers. You can't change the situation. You can't make it better unless I bring it up to the boss or HR or who, you know, whoever has well, the power to do it. Asking for a perspective. It's one thing to be like, ah, no, 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 no I'm talking about like, complaining. Uh, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole different thing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just strictly so, talking about complaining. Yeah. Same thing with your spouse, same thing with your you know family, whatever. If the person that you are complaining to cannot do anything about it. It is a waste of your time and energy. Mm. And then actually the, the person that you need to like, who actually does need to hear it. Complaining is not going to be the way to go about doing it. Sure. You know, it's going to be talking about it constructively, but whole other topic. Um, but just, there's just no reason to complain. So, you know, you just, you have to talk to that person directly. Mm-hmm. Number four, determine what you can control. And that also goes for what you can't control. So if it's something that you can't control, you are going to have to learn how to let it go. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't care about it, but it's just you have to remind yourself that you have no control over whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So if this is something like um, this is not a great, you know, great thing, but let's say you have a sick parent and there's nothing you can do about that sick parent. Like you, you can't help them in any way that's going to make them better. In a sense, you kind of have to compartmentalize it and say, listen, this is a crappy situation. It sucks. But I realize like there is nothing I can do about it. And when you actually think about it in that term, like there's nothing I can do about this for some people that might make them more upset. I don't think so. It, you, you then have the ability to sort of accept that current situation. Mm-hmm. So you, there's really nothing that you can do. You just 
have to accept it and you have to come to terms with that. And you come to terms with the fact that it's bad, but I can't control it. Mm. Um, and so there, and I think that that does help you feel better. If it is something that you can control, well, then you have to fix it sure, or you have to change it or you have to change your perspective on it. Like you have to take action. Because we said before, the complaining is not going to do anything. So if you are feeling overwhelmed at your job, you have a couple options. You can talk to the people that are causing that overwhelm. Mm -hmm. You can get a different job. Mm -hmm. You can change your perspective on it. I mean, there's only so many things. Right. But I think people feel like they can't control it, mm-hmm. but ultimately they can. Yeah. So many of the things that overwhelm us, we actually could control it. Right. I mean, I can give my own example of like, I will stress out sometimes about recording. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's my own overwhelm that I create because yeah. I could batch things. I could do like, you know, I could record multiple episodes at the same time. I mean, mm-hmm. there are ways that I could feel less overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It's up to me. Right. So I can't complain about it and go, oh, well, I need, you know, I have to look at it and go, oh, I have the opportunity to do this. Yeah. You know, this is something that I absolutely do enjoy. But being candid, there are those times where it's like, oh, I, especially my video where I have got a video that I, I, I've promised myself and the world, which <laughs> yeah, right. whatever, Abstractly. That, that I am launching it on this time. And so I need to finish it. Yeah. You know, and that's my own internal overwhelm that I've created. Yeah. So I have control over that. And so then I have to talk to myself and say, hey, listen a second. I'm choosing to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's one thing if I'm getting paid as a sponsorship or something. Sure, but, sure. But in most of the cases, which I mean, in most of the cases, I am making that choice. Even yeah. with this paid situation, I have the ability to figure out when the timing is of that. Yeah, right. right. So. These are most of the time. There's a lot of things that overwhelm us that we actually do have control over. Right. And so we need to change them or we have to change our perspective on them. Yeah. Number five, remember that you are not alone. Um, it often feels like you are alone on these things. In other words, you feel like you're the only person in the world who's ever gone through this. But it, the truth is, is that so many people have gone through it and they've come out on the other side. Okay. So, you know, when you're a new dad and you're feeling overwhelmed and you're like, I can't believe this, you know, this kid, blah, 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 blah. That's, you know, tons of other people have felt that same way. Sure. Tons of other people have made it through. You're going to be okay. You're going to make it. Yeah. And so you just realize that you are not alone. This is not something that nobody's, you're not, you're not on the four, you know, the frontier of dadum <laughs> right. that nobody has ever experienced. Yeah, right. Um, So just keep that in perspective. Number six, ask for help. Now, this is a totally crazy idea, but actually ask for help. I know most men won't understand what that means. Um, That was sarcasm. But if you have a family member, friends nearby, support network, whatever, ask them for help. If you can determine what is causing your overwhelm, you can begin to break down and ask for help. I'll give you an example. Your job is causing you overwhelm and you realize that you need to get a new job because this one is too overwhelming. You could probably get paid the same amount and have less stress somewhere else. The way that you could lean on other people is by asking the people around you if they know of any opportunities. Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm in the job hunt. Do you know of anything? 
anybody that you know that might be able to help me. You know, there's all those kinds of situation. Financial, same thing. You can say, hey, do you know any way I can make a little bit of extra money? So I ended up in yeah. San Diego. Yeah. I asked people that I knew. Totally. Were friends of mine. One of them had a place to live. The other one had a job opportunity. And so I moved down here. Yep. And then that led me to a career. Simply because you asked for help. I asked for help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is that easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just do that. You got to determine what's causing that problem and then ask for the help to, to break it down and, and get over it. <laughs> yeah. If you told me that at that point, I'd be a teacher at UCSD. <laughs> I would not have believed you. But that's what happened. <laughs> here I well, am. Well, but see, you take the journey. <laughs> yeah. Well, you the know? journey. The journey, journey is... is wherever you end up. Um, no, it is, it is. It's like, uh, I mean, I, you know, Hey, if I looked at myself 10 years ago, yeah. did I think that I would be making podcasts and videos about right. dad being a dad? Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. I did not. Right. But I'm glad I did. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number seven, practice gratitude. So gratitude is the antidote for depression. Uh, it is literally impossible in my opinion to be, grateful and depressed at the same time. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Um, and so my tip for new dads is to begin practicing gratitude immediately. Um, it, I think that it would help with being overwhelmed. It helps with being stressed. It helps with anxiety. It helps with depression. All of those things. If you practice gratitude regularly, you will actually prohibit or inhibit, I should say, not prohibit. It would inhibit you going down that overwhelming feeling and that depressed line. Um, it really is that powerful. I personally enjoy meditation. Some people like to write maybe in a journal. Other people, you could just simply talk to yourself in the mirror. doesn't matter how you practice gratitude. Um, Practicing gratitude will have a positive impact on your life. No question. You'll be happier. You'll start being grateful for what you have instead of what you don't have. And that is a really, really important thing to being happier. Just being happier in general. Gratitude is this. It's the secret tool. I don't know why we are not taught this like from a very early age. Yeah. Um, you know, we are taught thank you, but we aren't taught how powerful the practice of gratitude can be on your life and how impactful it could be. And so I have said it numerous times when I feel down, the first place I go to is gratitude. Mm. When I know that I'm not feeling good about stuff, I will start thinking about the things that I am really grateful for. And it can be really simple. You know I mean, it's like I woke up today, right? Like I literally have like, Look where I am. I'm in, I, you know, my wife or my kids and my, you know, I have a business or whatever it is. Yeah. I was able to eat. Yeah. You know? And so when you start doing those things and you start being grateful, you will realize how much of an impact it'll have. And, and I promise you, it's just really life changing. Um, it, it has just, it, it has, I believe that is it is so positively impact the way that I perceive things mm -hmm. and that I can use it now because I've practiced it. I can use it as a tool of when I'm down Yeah, that actually it can then bring me out of it mm -hmm. um, way faster. You know, I don't need to be in a cave for three days because right. I'm feeling down. It's like I can bounce back and I can get back up. Yeah. Number eight, stop the perfectionism. You can't be perfect at all things at all, all the time. And I've said it, you don't have to be a perfect parent to be a great parent. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a perfect husband to be a great husband. 
You just can't be all of the things perfectly all the time, all at once. So some days you're going to be a great dad, but you probably skipped out work to go to your kid's game. (laughs) So you weren't as good of a worker. Sure. You may stay late. You're hustling, doing overtime at your job. You didn't have dinner with your family. Right. Okay. So that's what I'm saying is they, they have to give and take. Um, and so that's where we try to find harmony. We try to find that they can all work together so that you aren't overwhelmed, but stop trying to be perfect. Stop trying to be perfect and think that you can be perfect at all things all the time because you can't. Right. So the cool thing about it is you get to start each day brand new and you say, you know what? Maybe I wasn't as good at that yesterday or this week. And so this week I'm going to focus on blah, 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 my family or my job or whatever. And you can switch that up. And you can kind of feel it out and know that, you know, hey, this area of my life needs a little bit of work, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and you can adjust accordingly. So I think that they, you know, all of these things we talked about, I mean, there's eight different things. I think that they can apply to all different stages of our lives, but there's definitely, you know, something unique about being a new dad. It is... When you're a new dad, it seems like it's this huge time of transition. I don't know about you, but especially when I had the meetup, everybody who was a new dad was like, either they also changed their job. They just change where they live. Yeah. They just, their, their parent is sick. I mean, there's like, there's all these different transitional things that seem to happen that coincide yeah. with having a child. Right. And Feeling overwhelmed doesn't need to be like your normal, regular state. You know, it can change. You have the power to change it using these techniques. It's something that you then don't need to feel that overwhelm. And so um, that, my friend, is one to grow. (laughs) If anyone has any questions, comments, I'd love to hear, you know, something that has caused you overwhelm, either how you got over it or something that, you know, maybe you're still dealing with. Um, and if Alan, they have those questions or comments or, um, they just want to tell us how wonderful we are, how deep your voice is and how great this podcast is. What should they do? They should email us podcast at daduniversity.com. Maybe hit us up on our social media networks. They're all dad university or dad, you Um, and maybe YouTube would be a good source for you. Check out all those great videos that are on there with Dad University. Please uh, subscribe and leave comments and hopefully constructive criticism if you have any. And then also, uh, if nothing else, go to the podcatchers that you hear us on right now. Go and subscribe. Leave a five-star review or a thumbs up or whatever those things are. Share it with your friends and help them do the same. and It'll help perpetuate the show. Awesome. Well, Alan, as always, thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. 